welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Welcome everyone online, those who are joining in with us this morning. I mean, online is a great uh, addition. You know, if you're stuck, you can't do it or... You know, we've had people thank us so much for the online because for whatever reason, physically or, or whatever, they just can't make it to church and, and they're still locked in, you know. They're still linked with the heart and linked with the spirit and in step with where God is taking us and I find that online brilliant for that. But you know what? There's nothing like being in the house, amen. <laughs> nothing like standing together as one, as the body of Christ and... Uh, yeah, I just love it. It's good to be home. With, um, it seems like we've been away forever. I know my little granddaughter said that we've, we've been away for 20 years. And uh, it felt a little bit like that, you know. Um, but it's good to be home into the warmth. Oh, my goodness, how warm is it here? I love it. I love it. And it was good, as Anne said, to be in her own bed. My goodness, 11 different beds in... 20 days, my back said, give me a break, you know, like, give me a break. But it's good to catch up. And listen, thanks for the team. They did a good job, didn't they? Yeah, give them a round of applause. They never missed a beat and um, such a depth and strength in the house. I'm, I'm really um, blessed by that. And But we got away. I didn't even listen to the services. I, I wanted to step out of the loop, get off the wheel. And, uh, and uh, you know, just hear God's voice uh, for our future. I think we did about 2,000 kilometres uh, zigzagging across uh, the North Island. We ministered to three different churches over there. So it was kind of busy and uh, we got a couple of days in between. And the one thing that never gets old is the scenery. I mean, isn't New Zealand just a beautiful place? It is an absolutely beautiful place. And uh, it's just like God rolled out this endless green carpet. Didn't matter if there was a hill there or, or what, just, God just rolled carpet right over the top of it. And uh, it's, it's like one big golf course, which is what I like about it. You know, I keep looking, it's hard to pick the golf course because it all looks the same. Just wonderful uh, scenery. Um, you can watch that scenery unfold for hours. And we did that literally. Um, as we drove, and but you know, one night I had a dream, and in that dream I was standing there looking at that scenery, just looking at that scenery, and then right beside me this guy appears with a with an easel and a canvas, and uh, you know a, a pencil, and, and he started to create that scenery. He started to create that scenery, and and I realised that there are two types of people in this world. There are those who observe and there are those who create. Those who observe and those who create. And as we're driving you know, through the land, it's not hard to sort of admire the scenery, but after a while, it kind of looks the same. You know, there's, um, there's more hills and, uh, and sheep and uh, fields and sheep 
and dairy cows and beef cows and sheep. And after a while, you just, you know, it kind of all blends into one. It looks the same. And in my head, I was asking this question, you know, why would anyone want to live here? Like, why would anyone want to live here? It just seemed like opened, you know, just vast land. And it's like, well, you know, you go on holidays sometimes and you think, oh, man, wouldn't it be good to live here? Wouldn't it be good just to sell up home and come and live? No, no, no. I, I, it's like, why? I wouldn't want to live there. I wouldn't want to live there. And the answer came back to me. Only those who want to create something live here. You know, the farmers, the, 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 the endless acres and acres and acres of farms and, and, and the families and the small communities, the little towns. You think, why would you live there? Because they're creating something for the future. See, I was an observer. I was just an observer. I was just passing through. It's like, oh, I, I wouldn't live here. Why? Because I've not created anything there. The people who live there, they, they're not thinking, oh, I don't want to live here. No, they're like, we're going to build for generations. We're going to create something. It's a powerful principle that we need to get hold of today. And when you look at Ezekiel 47 in your Bibles in verse 6, God asks the question, Son of man, do you see this? And the obvious answer is, of course. You know, he took him and he said, look at this, look at this, look at this. He said, do you see this? He's like, yeah, well, here it is. It's right in front of me. But the question goes a lot deeper than that. It goes a lot deeper than that. It's not to just observe what is in front of you, but do you see what you can create with this? What you can create with this. And I truly believe that for every person in this room, there's a God plan for your life. There's a God plan for your life. He has a destiny for your life. And the challenge is, is not that we can just see that but what we can create with the opportunity that God has given us. Let's have a look at three things here today that separate the observer from the creator. And the first one is you've got to be deliberate. Turn over to Joshua. I thought you were going to preach my scripture this morning, baby. Reading my mail. Joshua 24, 15 says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land we are, now, we are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We, we will serve the Lord. You know, the people had, had seen the God plan unfold before them. They were in the promised land. They had won battle after battle after battle. They had taken hold of the opportunity. But now they had to create. Once they conquered, they had to start to create. And to do that, Joshua was making sure in this passage of Scripture, he was making sure they were deliberate about their choice. They were deliberate about their choice. And, and I can tell you as a... Um, for many years as a believer, I struggle with this. I struggle with this because of the, the deep insecurity I had from where I came from. See, I never grew up in church. 
I grew up in just a totally dysfunctional situation. Generation after generation of just disaster, let me tell you, disaster. And I come into this church, and of course, you know, not this church, but into the church, and, and you know, I became born again, and I, I encountered God, and it was like fantastic, undeniable. I couldn't, I couldn't deny the change that God had brought into my life. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. But you want to talk to me about me doing something? Creating a God plan? Oh, no. No, I, I come from the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, you know, I, I, I would never be able to do what those guys were doing. I could never be deliberate about that because of, of the incredible deep insecurity that was in my life. I could be deliberate for others, but not for myself. I'll never forget that phone call, honey, from Canada that night and tears rolling down my face. God had touched my life in an incredible way. I knew I had to do something full-time for God. We as a family had to do something full-time for God. But I was so afraid because I felt so inadequate. I don't think that ever leaves you, really, that inadequacy. It's like... You know what God wants you to do. You know the God plan for your life. But it looks so amazing. It looks so awesome that, you know, really, I don't, you know, I don't think I could ever have that. I want that for other people. I, I know other people can do it. But when you look at my life, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've got what it takes to make that happen. But once I started to be deliberate, deliberate about the God plan for my life, and made a choice to trust God. The rest is history. The rest is history. And can I encourage you today? Listen, I say this a lot, but listen to me today. You can have what you want. You just have to build it. Don't look at what you don't have. Don't look at what you're not good at or you're inadequate in this or, or, or you're weak in it. Don't look at any of that. Know that there's a God plan for your life. And he's on your side, that Holy Spirit, that comforter, that friend that Annie spoke about this morning. He's right there beside you. He's cheering you on. Come on, you can do this. You can, you, you're better than this. You, you're better than that. You, you can do this. Come on. There's a plan for your life. Get deliberate about it. Get excited about it. Amen. I tell you, it changes your life. Get deliberate and start to create something today. Today. You can do this in every area of your life, you know. You can do this in the area of fitness. Drive around the streets and you watch those people jogging, those people running, those people walking. And you look at them and you think, for me, I just applaud it. I absolutely applaud it. I'll tell you why. Because they could be sitting home in the lounge chair saying it's too hard. They could be sitting back, letting life just roll over them like a couch potato. They say, no, 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 I want to create something better. I want to create something better for my life. I had a little bit of a revelation just recently, you know, I want today to be the weakest day of the rest of my life. That means from every day from now, I'm just going to get stronger. I'm stronger. I'm getting older. I can't stop that, but I can get stronger. 
I can get stronger every day. Today's the weakest day of the rest of my life. It's just going to get stronger and better from here. Amen? Got to be deliberate about it. Your marriage, you know, don't just observe your marriage. Create something. Create something better. Don't just go through the motions of relationship. I tell you, it just gets old real quick. No, be deliberate about it. Let's build something. Let's build a better life. Let's build a model for our kids. They can look at them, you know, mum and dad, you know, they, they, they did it. They had it together. Be deliberate about it. Your finances, look, I know it's tough right now. But you want to live in New Zealand. Seriously. It is, it, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. You know, everything was so much more expensive. But it's, you know, it's tough out there right now. And, and, you know, we can just allow that to overrun us or we can be deliberate about getting a plan for our life. You know, start to, I don't know, change your phone plan, change your, your, your you know, your mortgage plan, change, you know, where you shop. You know, if you're smart, where's Joni? Where's Joni? She in here this morning. Where's Joni? She's out, probably out there. But up the back there, Joni. If you're smart, you'll get on to Joni and say, where do you shop? Because I'm telling you, she gets the bargains. She's a bargainer. She's a bargain bloodhound. <laughs> she will sniff out a saving. You know, why just, why just pay it? Why just let it happen? Oh, too bad. No, be deliberate about a better future. Amen? Second thing you've got to do is get invested in that same passage of Scripture. It says there, um, but as for me and my household, we will serve. We will serve. They say that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And once Joshua made that decision to not just observe but to create, the next decision was to get busy about it, to get busy about it, to get invested into it. You know, I, I think about driving through that beautiful countryside, you know, kilometres of rolling pasture, and, and you've got to think to yourself, it wasn't always this way, surely. And then you drive through a section of the land that's all bush, and it's dense bush, like you, you probably can't even walk through it. It's that dense. And you think, you know, those fields, those pastures, those paddocks, they were like this. Somebody had to clear that. Some of the pioneers had to spend their life clearing that to create a better opportunity for the generations to follow. Thousands of acres of pasture now, but at some point, that was all bush. It was, all, it was all rough terrain. We stayed at my sister's house and um, my sister bought 33 acres uh, in a place called Carterton in New Zealand. Who knows where Carterton is? Yep. So 33 acres, they moved up from Wellington up to Carterton and um, uh, nothing there, just 33 acres. And my sister's a horse girl. She's, you know, she's a dressage trainer and coach and actually spent time in, 
in the Prince Charles's stables in London. Um, she's really good at it. She's a bit of a horse whisperer sort of person. And uh, anyway, so they go up to 33 acres, and of course, no house, nowhere to live. They live in the horse float while they build the house. That's pioneering. <laughs> live in the horse float while you build the house. How fast would you build that house? Now, listen, a few weeks ago, it was minus three, minus three in the morning. You're in a horse float? You're building that house. You don't have to worry about being deliberate about that. And they built the house and it burnt down, but that's another story. And then they pulled down the old Wellington Racecourse seating and take it all the way up to Carterton and build the only dressage, indoor dressage arena in the whole wire wrapper. I don't know what that means. That's the name they said. Got to get busy. Nothing happens until you get busy. You get delivered, then you get busy. And you start to create a brand new life. Mark 5, you know, it talks about that woman who suffered the illness for 12 years. And she was an observer in the crowd. They were following Jesus, but then in verse 28 it says, she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. She saw an opportunity. Saw an opportunity to create a brand new future for herself. And she stretched out and touched Jesus and she was healed. She could have remained an observer in the crowd. Amen? She could have just gone along with the crowd. Oh, Jesus is in town. You know, something new is happening. We'll, have a, we'll check this out. We'll have a look. We'll, we'll observe all of this. No, no, no. She got busy. She stepped out. She saw the opportunity. And she received a miracle. And that's the challenge for us today, folks. Challenge for us today, you, you've got to be deliberate about the future you want. Don't just settle for the future that life has thrown at you. No, you get busy and build something better. Get busy, build something better. Get invested into the future. And then number three today. Number three, you've got to make it priority. This is the key, right? Otherwise, we're just dreaming. We're just dreaming. We're having a fantasy. No, you, Joshua, in that same passage of Scripture, says, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The Lord made him priority. They made their priority. We're talking about decades of this people doing it their way. Decades of, even though God had delivered them from slavery, he had fed them through the wilderness, he had brought them to the promised land, they had conquered tribe after tribe after tribe. But then they rebelled. And they rebelled and said, no, 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 we're going to do it our way. We're going to do it our way. The thing is, they made a lot of mistakes on the journey. And Joshua was laying it right on the table. So now, no, no, now's the time we get our priorities right. Now's the time we make him a priority. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The Lord. And I've got to tell you, folks, I've, I've been pastoring a long time, and, and I know that there's two types of people in this room today. There's the observer and the creator. The observer and the creator. And I'll tell you what happens with the observer. 
After a while, the scenery gets boring. After a while, the church becomes same-o, same-o. After a while, I'm a Christian, so, you know, I should go to church, so I'll rock up once a month when the weather's not real good. When it's not beach weather, I'll, I'll go to church or something's happening. If they've got a special speaker or something, you know, I'll, I'll check that out. I'll just come along and observe. And, and after a while, you know, you lose focus. You get distracted. You end up coming to church out of habit. And, and you know, like life does, a few bad things will happen. And then before you know, you're like, oh, no, too hard. You're sitting on the couch. Too hard. Not fair. Amen? That's what happens to the observers. I've seen it happen repeatedly. People come and tell you, you know what, Pastor, God, God has told us we're gonna, we need to move to another church. That's rarely the case. It's rarely the case. The problem is that people get so bored, they get so sick of the scenery that they try a new place for... And it's good for a little while, right? Because it's... it's different hills and different rivers and different, you know, it's good for a little while and you sort of get used to it and you think, oh, this is great, you know. Won't last long though, that's the problem. But the creators, this is the exciting part. You're a bit slow, you're a bit down, you're all right? The creators now. See, the creators are builders. The creators, they, they see it. They just don't see it, they see it. They know the opportunity is there. They know they can build something better. They can build something greater. They can create a whole brand new future for themselves when they make him priority. When they say, no, God, I'm doing this for you. I've gotten the right priorities in place. And they start to build and they start to create, not just for themselves, but for whoever is in their world benefits. Whatever you create, your will benefits when he's a priority, when he's a priority. And you can't tell me that, that the Spirit of God is in my heart and I'm not a creator. That's impossible. That's the very DNA of God is to create, amen? The creator of heaven and earth. We said that before today. You know, creator of heaven and earth, if he's in your heart, you're a creator, not an observer. You're a creator. You see the opportunity. You know, we can do this better. You know, we, we can build something better. We can make this happen. We can glorify Him in everything that we do, and it will be good. It will be good. Amen? Don't miss this opportunity. Listen, this is how Jesus put it. Oh, man. This is how Jesus put it. He came, you know, um, He was rejected at Nazareth, and He said this. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. See, that's a creator. Creator, creator, a, a better future everywhere you go, every opportunity you take. The spirit, the DNA of the creator is on the inside of you. Don't be an observer, folks. Be a creator. 
He has anointed you to. Listen to it. He's anointed you to. You fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. So, you're one of the two today. You're one of the two. You're an observer or a creator. And I've got to tell you, there's, there's an opportunity right before you today. If you're a believer in this house and you're just going through the motions, it stops today. Amen? Come on, it stops today. He's created, he's got a God plan for your life that's far better, far better, far better than going through the motions of religious action in life. Amen? You with me? You agree with that, don't you? But if you're not a believer here today, you've got to choose. See, this is your opportunity. There's opportunities come, you know. You look back in life and, uh, you know, I remember, I remember when we bought this land. We bought this land for the church. It was $100,000 an acre. $100,000 an acre. Let that sink in, folks. $100,000 an acre. What an opportunity. You don't want to look back in your life and go, you know what, I could have. I had the opportunity, but I didn't. We've all got those stories, haven't we? You don't want to be sitting here today and not know the Saviour and miss out on an opportunity for your life to totally be changed for the glory of God, for a better, your brand new start. A great opportunity. You say, yeah, but my life was messed up. You know, my life was broken. You know, like I've done some dumb stuff. I've made a few mistakes. Join the club. That's what God does best. I want to give you this opportunity. I want to give you this opportunity right now. And I, I, I pray, I pray that you'll say yes to it because it's a brand new start. And you can start to build, start to build, start to build. I tell you, you'll never be happy. You'll never be more fulfilled. You go looking for things in this world, they satisfy for a moment. But you know who you are on the God plan for your life? The contentment that brings lasts forever. I want to give you that opportunity. If you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never said yep, I want Jesus as my saviour. And you may even not know what that understand. Because I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know what that meant. And I, and I said yes at an altar at some point, you know. I did it at home first and then I did it in a church. It didn't matter. But I took the opportunity and then after a little while, I got it. I got it. I understood it. And I want that for you. I don't want you to miss the opportunity today. If that's you, I'm going to get you to put your hand up in a minute and I'm going to pray for you. Is that all right? I'm going to pray for you because I want you to get, catch this. I want you to, to grab a hold of this opportunity. I want your life to get better and better and better and better. And I know it can do so. I know it. I can guarantee it. So if that's you, right now I'm going to get you to put your hand up because I don't know who you are. And I want to pray for you. So if that's you, say, yeah, that's me. Are you bold enough to do that? 
Have you got the courage to say, yep, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Two by there. What about, what about others there? Up the back there? Two up there? Come on. There's more here. We, where are you? Right now. Right now. There's something you, you, There's something going on inside of you right now. You, you're not feeling real comfortable. You know what? That's okay. That's the Holy Spirit saying, now's your time. Take the opportunity. Now's your time. To, if there was nothing in this, you wouldn't feel anything. You'd be just sitting there observing. But no, you know there's something. Where else? There's somebody else, quickly. Up the back. Thank you, sir. Come on. Quickly, last time I'll ask. So just move along. As soon as you make contact with me, you, you'll know it. You'll see it. You'll know it. any more last time quickly oh come on there's one more where are you thank you thank you sir okay I'm going to pray for these guys can I get us all to stand all to stand I'm going to invite you guys if if you raise your hand there's about six or seven eight of you would you come on down I want to pray for you right here Come on, leave your seat. Come with a friend. Get a friend to bring you. Don't, I won't embarrass you, I promise. I won't embarrass you. Come on, leave your seat. Be bold enough. Come on. Come on. No, 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 just, just down here, Don. Just down there, be fine. That's fine. Come on, there's others. Please don't be shy. Come on, give me a round of applause. Where are you? Up there, up the back? Over here? on, there's more. Thank you, sir. Come down. Ma'am. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, I stand here. Come on, that's awesome. Do you want to stand together up here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a prayer, and I just want you to repeat it. We're all going to repeat it, amen? short prayer, say it together and then Kim um, Kim, in five minutes we'll get you a Bible, get you whatever you need to start the journey start the journey strong and uh, of course we want you to win, we want you to win, listen to me we want you to win, That's that's our sole purpose for existence is that you win so let's all repeat this together, shall we Heavenly Father We thank you for Jesus. I invite him into my heart today as my Lord and Saviour. I take hold of this opportunity to create a brand new future from this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give him a round of applause. If you would go with Kim. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.